Adam and Eve rebel against God and are cast out of the Garden of Eden. A reading from the book of Genesis. Now the serpent was more subtle than any other wild creature that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God say you shall not eat of any tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but God said you shall not eat of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of thee in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is it that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, Cursed are you above all cattle and above all wild animals. And upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. The word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This morning I want to take us all the way back to the very dawning of human history and to the clear voice of God that was spoken to Satan's crafty representative, Satan, the serpent, specifically to one profound verse, Genesis 3, 15, where God said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. A heavy verse, but in this mysterious heavy verse, uh, comes what has been called the very first gospel sermon ever delivered to the world with Jehovah himself as the preacher delivered to Satan but for our first parents to hear that we may find hope in the midst of our guilt hope in the midst of this broken world in which we live the gospel as it has been said many times 
is bad news before it is good news. The first gospel, what we call the first gospel here, was preached in the worst of times. There Adam and Eve stand. Uh, They're ashamed. They're guilty. They are hiding. They're shifting blame. They are afraid. And of course we are talking uh, about the fall when because of their uh, disobedience, Adam brought down and corrupted the entire human race. If a person has a kind of weak or maudling understanding of the extent of the fall and the doctrine of original sin, then he or she he simply cannot have a full and complete grasp of the Christian gospel. Now, most logical persons can see uh, a stream of corruption uh, running through uh, human history and also in our personal lives. But unless there is an understanding of the fall, they cannot trace our problem to the source and to the fountainhead. In the beginning, God made them male, female, God made them male and female in his own image, and God saw that it was good. And how long or how soon the disobedience occurred after Adam and Eve was created, we simply do not know. But however long it was, Satan had his way, and great was the fall of the human race. And so, indeed, here at the very dawning of history, in the very dawning of the corruption of the human race, God said to, to Satan, he said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. In these very solemn words, we find both the prophecy of conflict, but also the promise of hope and conquest. First, the conflict. God has told Satan that he will put in between his seed and the seed of the woman. These two seeds at war. Who are, who or who is the woman's seed? Well, in the first place, it's you and me. The seed of the woman. You and me. And the seed of the serpent. Constant struggle. The flesh struggling against the spirit. The spirit struggling against the flesh. There will be a long and terrible fight between man and the power of evil. And yes, indeed, the human race can make progress from time to time. And you and I can have, we can show flashes of goodness uh, and find glimpses of peace, but always miserably hampered by a flawed and a corrupted heart that we inherited from Adam. Believe it. We have a bruised heel because of this eternal battle between these two seas. And we're limping along. And the power of the evil one shall haunt and persecute us and cripple us and vex us and hinder us and cause us to suffer. suffer. Satan will bruise our heel, eternal battle. And here's the bottom line. To quote Martin Luther's fabulous and famous magnificent hymn of the church, did we in our own strength confide our striving would be uh, losing were not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing, dost ask who that shall be? Christ Jesus. It is he. Lord Sabbath is his name from age to age the same, and he must win the battle. Which leads us to see how these solemn words of God are not only a prophecy of conflict, but also a promise of conquest. Brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ is also the seed of the woman who is here spoken of for us and our salvation. 
He was conceived by the Holy Ghost to be born of a woman who had never known a man. As it is written, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And at the very beginning of history, God said to Satan, He, Jesus Christ, shall bruise your head. Will bruise your head, and he shall... He, Jesus Christ, shall bruise your head, and he shall bruise your heel. And so once again, we see these battle of the seas between Satan and Christ. God said that Satan's heel would be bruised. And we can see that throughout Jesus' life. A whole story of our Lord's sorrows with a bruised heel. No sooner than Jesus was born uh, did Satan uh, put it in Herod's mind to destroy the Christ child. And as soon as Jesus began his earthly ministry, we see Jesus bruising Jesus' heel uh, in the desert, tempting him. And he even put it in uh, St. Peter's head, that St. Peter might try to convince Jesus not to go into Jerusalem and die. And Jesus had to say to Peter, get behind me, Satan. And then Satan put it in Judas's mind uh, that he should betray Jesus uh, to the priests and the elders who then uh, sent him to the cross. Yes, Satan shall bruise his heel. And when he comes again with what rapture will we gaze upon those glorious stars? Satan bruised his heel. But then comes the promise of conquest. God said, yes, you shall bruise his heel, but he, Jesus, will bruise your head. A lethal bruise. And here we find the very embryo of the gospel. These words are, are full of hope for the human race and declare ultimate victory over our greatest enemy. No doubt, when Jesus cried from the cross, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? There was great rejoicing in the bowels of hell. But we know the rest of the story. Because Satan's joy was not to last any longer than three days. Satan's victory vanished with the resurrection of our Lord. Jesus came to crush Satan's head and destroy the works of the devil and deliver the human race. And in Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion, perhaps you remember the remarkable scene in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus crushed the head of the snake. For that purpose, for that purpose he was born. For that purpose he lived. For that pur purpose he died. For that purpose he will come again. And so this morning... We have looked at the first promise of grace, the first gospel, if you will, ever preached at the beginning of history. And isn't it incredible that this first gospel sermon, this first promise of hope should come so soon after the fall, even before Adam and Eve received their judgment after the disobedience, a hope is given that God would rescue mankind from the works of the devil and from the misery of the fall. We'll never know how much our first parents understood of God's word, but we know that they and the generations to follow, uh, this, they found this to be their only hope. And you and I, who live on this side of Jesus' resurrection, may find in this single verse the sum and summary of the whole Bible. So in our lives, the battle of the seas will linger on from day to day, and we'll limp along with bruised heels, but we know... That the war is won. The serpent head has been crushed. His rage we can endure for lo, his doom is sure. 
And therefore, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who, suffered, who, who, who loved us, through him, Jesus Christ, who crushed the serpent's head. May God draw reluctant hearts and now give doubting souls courage to believe this for Jesus' sake. Amen.